quick shout out to our sponsors, Anglesey Family Chiropractic. He is in Coeur d'Alene and Spokane Valley. Dr. Anglesey is amazing. I've known him for 30 plus years. He helped me to get feeling great after not seeing a chiropractor ever in my life. He was the first one I saw and I am feeling great because of him. Go check him out. Anglesey Family Chiropractic. Taigatu Clothing Company, it's a lifestyle brand based out here in the Pacific Northwest, owned and operated by two brothers. I love this brand because they started in their garage as a hobby and they've blown this thing up. Look, their motto is freedom from ordinary. I definitely recommend you go check out Taigatu Clothing Company. Rewebbed Inc, it's a family and veteran owned full service digital agency. I've been working with these guys for a while and there's a few things that I can tell you about them. They're very trustworthy, they're transparent, and they're honest. They're on this mission to help small businesses grow and get modern without losing the value that actually built those businesses. They're definitely worth your time. Go check them out, rewebbed.com. Julian, you were a tough 22 contestant. You've competed on Dana White's Contender Series. All around badass, man. Thank you again for taking time. I appreciate it. Oh, no worries. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'd like to go back from the, to the beginning here. I mean, what was childhood like for you? Where'd you grow up? Uh, I actually was born in Seattle and then uh, spent my first 11 years over there and then moved to Yakima and, uh, you know, was just more of a skateboarder, uh, snowboarder and just, uh, you know, just kind of average kid and kind of fell in love with MMA once uh, me and my dad watched uh, the WEC because it was free fights back then, you know, when the UFC was only having pay-per-views like once every four months or whatever it was. And yeah, he was a smaller guy and I was built more of a small, like a smaller guy, even though I'm six foot one at the time I was, you know, well, even now I'm, you know, you know, featherweight. So, we like to watch all the small guys fight and um, got into it, uh, watching it, you know, watching that. And my dad used to love that Don uh, Donald Cerrone because I was built kind of like him, like long and lanky and yeah. kind of lean. And so kind of just fell in love with it, found out there was a uh, MMA gym in my town. And, you know, I, you know, I was a little skeptical that it was like a karate gym or something like that. <laughs> and you know, it wasn't like legit. And then I walked in there and, you know, uh, I realized that right off the bat that it was a legit gym and that was what Yakima MMA was. And, you know, spent, can't remember exactly how many fights I had under the Yakima MMA banner, banner but uh, the majority of them, you know, I've, uh, a lot of my fights were in Yakima and um, under Rich Garen and Yakima MMA. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we got to Vegas a few years back to try to, uh, you know, kind of pursue the dream. I was uh, in Yakima, it just wasn't big enough for me, you know, I just kind of get the, the right training part of that. I do coaching, um, it just, uh, you know, it, it, it's something to be said about getting your butt kicked every day to make you have a, ba a bigger learning curve, you know, and yeah. I just wasn't getting my butt kicked like I used to. And uh, moving out to Vegas, you know, the first couple of days I got my butt just handed to me and uh, <laughs> you know, that was something I had missed, you know, and, yeah. you know, they say iron sharpens iron and, you know, it's, there's a, there's a truth behind that. And so coming out to Vegas and getting some, uh, some really good ass whoopings is, uh, you know, is kind of excelled uh, my skill set and, and my career, obviously. Yeah, come on, man. Well, like I mentioned, you were on The Ultimate Fighter season 22. Walk me through that process, man. How did you get to apply for that show? And what was that experience like for you being in the house? Uh, yeah, you know, um, to, to, to get to the show, all you know, basically, I just had to buy a plane ticket, come out to Vegas and, and try out. You know, it okay. wasn't like I got invited or, you know, you just need to have a certain amount of uh, credentials. You had to have three pro fights, fights at least. I was 14 and two, and I just won two belts at Caseport. I was you know, just the featherweight champ again and uh, the lightweight champ. And uh, I just beat Harrison Bevins and then just beat uh, Drew Brokenshire. And so I went out there having two, uh, you know, two belts that I just won. And I figured that would be, you know, a good argument for me to be on the ultimate fighter. And uh, just the record itself, you know, 14 and two, there's a lot of guys, 
to get on the Ultimate Fighter that only had like four or five fights. And uh, uh, luckily for me, just my record and my credentials underneath that um, kind of gave me a shoe in to get on the Ultimate Fighter. And, uh, you know, because you, you do like an, a, a minute worth of pads, you do like a minute of grappling, but you can really tell that they're not really interested in that. They just want to see that you know what you're doing. And, yeah. uh, but they basically, you know, want to know what your record's about. You know, they were asking me, you know, they were looking my record up and obviously, you know, I fought some tough dudes and they just wanted to know if, uh, you know, 55 would be okay with me on the show. And I, you know, I told them I'd fight 55 and 45 and I could easily make the weight. And I actually prefer to be on the show at 40 or 55 because I fought four times in seven weeks. And, you know, that's pretty unheard of, uh, uh, you know, making full featherweight would be just too tough for that. And so, um, you know, basically it was a shoe win. I did the uh, interviews and, um, you know, they seem to like me, seem to uh, think that I have some personality and that I'd be good on the show and, um, you know, fought to get in the house. And uh, I got a last minute change. I was supposed to fight. Um, God, I can't remember the kid's name. He's a redheaded kid. And he actually fought Khabib uh, on a short notice fight uh, a while back when Tony and Khabib like fell out one time. Uh, okay. Daryl, Daryl something. Um, but I was supposed to fight Daryl and, uh, the night after weigh-ins, uh, one of the producers came in and said, "Hey, man, Daryl uh, had to pull out for whatever reason. You're gonna do the, you're gonna uh, go against the alternate because the alternate Jason Suarez had made weight and was just waiting in the, you know, in the, in the weeds for something to happen to somebody. He would, you know, pop right in there. And sure enough, I fought Jason Suarez, and I think it was a better matchup for me. He's more of a wrestler, and I figured he'd be a little intimidated by my size and want to just kind of try to wrestle me down on the ground. But you know, been there, done that. If you watch my cage for it, I fought, you know, some decent, you know, shorter wrestler dudes and uh, you know, it's kind of a, a, a good fight for me at the time. Although Jason Suarez right now is 14 and 0 as those were, uh, exhibitions. So right now right. Jason Suarez is 14 and 0. So to have him on my record as a win, you know, is, it, it was good for me, but, uh, so I beat him, got in the house and were there for seven weeks. You know, it, I, I got two more wins in the house and then lost to Artem Lobov, who I kind of got unlucky with that. You know, uh, if he didn't know Conor McGregor, you know, he wouldn't have ever got a second chance in the house, you know? Yeah. So, Without that, you know, I could have been, you know, in the finale. I wasn't at the finale, but I was fighting, you know, underneath the, fin the finalists. And uh, so, you know, and then what also sucked too is Saul Rogers from the UK uh, had some issues and uh, he was supposed to be in the finale with Artem and uh, got pulled for whatever issues. And then uh, they brought Ryan Hall in to fight him. And I thought that was weird because I was actually the longest lasting American in the house. And, um, <laughs> and then so Ryan Hall won the show and he was three and one and I actually was on the show and I was three and one. So we had right. the same record on the show, and he, but he won it, you know? And uh, so that was kind of disappointing in that sense. But I was just happy to get in the UFC, happy to do the whole thing, and uh, enjoyed my experience on there. And, um, you know, I got my first UFC contract from it. So, uh, you know, uh, you know I'm, not, I'm not whining about it. It was amazing for my career. And, uh, and I actually got a bonus on the house. Me and uh, Mehdi Baghdad had a, the, uh, the fight of the season bonus. So yeah. made a little bit of extra crash doing that. And, you know, it was enjoyable. I liked it. I liked the, uh, the everything about it. No, that's awesome, man. Well, I mean, after you were on the show, you spend the next two years fighting your way back to the UFC, right? And then ultimately you get the shot on Dana White's contender series. You win via knockout in the second round. I mean, what was it? Uh, what were you feeling after that fight? Were you expecting to get the contract from Dana after that? Well, I actually didn't get the contract after that. I, uh, right. I knocked out Jamal Amherst, who was 13-3, and three, and he was a two-and-a-half-to-one favorite over me. And, uh, you know, it, it really disappointed me because uh, the way they were talking Jamal Emmers up, I, if he beats me, I, he for sure is going to get signed. Yeah. And me being the ultimate fighter, me kind of working my way up through the ranks outside the uh, UFC and coming back to the, you know, contenders and kind of starting from the bottom again, 
I figured if I just got a win, they're probably going to have, you know, push me through, you know, because yeah. um, I kind of had those credentials, like I said. And, and not only that, I always usually have a pretty decent fight. You know, it's usually pretty exciting just because of my style. And so I figured, you know, even if, you know, however I win, if I just get a win, even if it's like, you know, not as action as usually is, at least it'll be pretty entertaining. And, I'll, you know, they should probably give me a contract. And, um, but I ended up knocking him out with a head kick and we had a good first round back and forth. You know, he actually dropped me on my butt uh, right at the end. I stepped into a jab and, you know, in between rounds, my coach was like, are you all right? I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm having a great time. Let's do this. And, you yeah. know, came out and, you know, a little bit on fire and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, was started putting the pressure on him like I usually do. And, uh, caught him with that head kick, knocked him out. You know, that's one of those like fifty thousand dollar bonus head kicks. You know, I uh, right. And I was so ecstatic. I was like, "There's no way he's not signing me now." And uh, yeah. you know, I was watching some of the fights. You know, the heavyweight won by a spinning back fist that night. Another kid won by like a fifteen second knockout. And then Shevchenko's sister was on there as the main event. And I already knew she was probably gonna get signed no matter what. She just had to yeah. win, which kind of blew my mind because she was a nine to one favorite, a short notice girl, and. Uh, you know, TKO'd her, but it was one of those, like, forearm TKOs where, you're, like, you're just kind of banging the forearms and <laughs> they're not moving, and so they got to stop right. the fight or whatever. It's kind of stupid, you know? And yeah. uh, and so they ended up signing her, no problem. Like, I knew it was going to happen. And then they signed a couple, another kid, uh, T. Edwards, or um, his name was T. Edwards. Uh, he got a quick knockout at 55. And then um, and they gave the, oh, the heavyweight, the one with a spinning back fist, which was pretty unheard of, man. Heavyweights doing that kind of acrobatic stuff, you know, you think you're going to get signed. They gave him a shot. <laughs> ultimate fighter which was almost like a downgrade because i'd rather be on contenders than the ultimate fighter because at least with contenders you don't have to stay in the house for that long yeah and have to deal with not having your phone and all that kind of stuff but so they kind of like so that guy was kind of upset i you know i was upset initially but i told myself you know what uh just stick to the game plan man just keep grinding keep doing what yeah. you need to do and uh you know i switched managers at the time and i uh, got with jason house and uh with iridium sports agency and um literally after signing with him i got like uh, a short notice fight like three days after that for you know, it was 10 going to be within 10 days against Devontae Smith in Colorado. Yeah. And uh, you know, my problem that I had at that time mentally was that uh, I was kind of fed up that you know, I've been kicked from the UFC. I didn't get signed from contenders by doing like the best you could possibly think about doing in the contenders. And, right. uh, and so I was kind of, you know, I was a little frustrated. I just told myself I'll fight anybody, anytime, anywhere to do it. And uh, so I was being a little desperate in that sense. And, Devontae Smith's not a good fight for me, or wasn't a good fight for me at the time. You know, it was up a weight class against a big, strong kid, you know, who's got eight and one with, uh, you know, eight of his wins. All of his wins were knockouts. And wow. it's like, probably wasn't the smartest fight for me to take, but I would just told myself that, I was, you know, I was I was being a little desperate with that. I wanted just to fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. And so I took that one and lost that one, obviously. But it got me back to the UFC, so I wasn't disappointed in that. I got, I got another shot against uh, Grant Dawson. And then... um. I had an ear infection about a week before that, and I was on antibiotics in that fight. And if you watch that fight and you watch, you know, even my re most recent fight, you know, third round is where – second, third round, those are my, like the end of the second, you know, the whole third, that's my that's my time to shine. Yeah. And with Dawson, even though he took me down a lot, and it's, it can be an exhausting fight. Uh, even our last fight was exhausting. I took on five days' notice, and, you know, I don't I don't fade. I, usually, I, I don't ever fade in fights. I've never been one of those people who, uh, you know, slow down. I always just go, 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 pressure, pressure, pressure. And with Grant Dawson – you know, those antibiotics really kicked in. And, you know, I don't want to take anything away from his win because that kid is a tough kid. But he has 15 or 16 wins, and I'm the only kid he hasn't finished. And I was on antibiotics, and I'd always loved – I would really want to get that fight back. But, you know what, he's on a bigger and better thing. So, you know, by all means, do your thing, boy. And, uh, you know, for me at the time, like, you know, it just sucked because I I, I, I just got knocked out, and I, and I didn't want to be a guy that pulled from a fight and have the UFC cut me because of that shit. So 
I said, you know what, I got an ear infection. I don't give it, you know, I'm my cardio is top notch. So, you know, maybe just having top notch cardio, the antibiotics won't affect me that much. But, you know, that's something I should have been smarter about. I should have pulled from that fight. I didn't got finished, or I didn't get finished, but I got I lost my decision against him. Yeah. And then another month later, I get you, Julio Arce. I thought I got, I, I, I think I had gotten cut for like four days. Like, okay. UFC kind of cut me, and I got, and, but I don't think they really officially cut me. Um, so technically, I feel like I've had four stints in the UFC, but they say this is my third stint. But uh, after that Grand Dawson fight, I think technically they were planning on cutting me. But uh, my manager, who's good friends with Sean Shelby, told me, "Yo, hey, man, just can you just let Julian keep his stuff with Usada just in case something pops up?" And uh, that Julio Arce fight po- popped up, and I took it. And I think I was winning that fight, you know, in the first couple of rounds. Uh, I think I was frustrating him, and the third round's usually my round. And you know, I got caught with a sneaky head kick, and uh, you know, I have nothing. I have nothing but good things to say about Julio's fighting style. He uh, he caught me fair and square, and you know, as me being a little bit uh, uh, pressuring without keeping my guard up as much as I should have been. And you know, after that, I was just you know down and out, man. I knew I was gonna get cut after that for sure, 100%. And then, yeah. uh, you know, I wanted just to fight and keep fighting, so I took that AJ Bryant fight application for it. And uh, you know, he was good. I can't remember what his record is, but he's got a pretty good record. I think he was like 13 and four or something like that. Uh, but a pretty good record and. Even uh, I heard he was even kind of getting looked at the UFC as well. So um, going and getting him with a bulldog choke, uh, you know, was pretty impressive. I think uh, yeah. I wasn't planning on bulldog choking him, but, you know, it just kind of worked out its way. And, uh, you know, I was only able to get one fight in between stints. But, um, you know, I think I've grown a lot in between times and, uh, you know, just been smarter about things. You know, been listening to my coaches and my management a little bit more. And, you know, I put a lot of trust in those guys. and I know they have my, uh, my best interest in mind. So, um I can, you know, let go of the reins a little bit, let those guys kind of take over. But uh, obviously it worked out for the best. I was able to, you know, get this short notice fight. And it's, you know, honestly, I think it's only because of the pandemic, you know, me being here, being in shape, ready to go and having it difficult for, you know, foreign guys to come over here. I mean, the guy who was supposed to fight him was Kyle Nelson, who was a Canadian and couldn't get his visa straightened out. And it has to do with this pandemic. And, you know, the silver lining for me is I was able to get, you know, re-signed to the UFC being one and four with them. So, you know, it worked out good for me. Man, absolutely. And I'm a big believer in life happens for us, not to us, man. You get back in the cage, you you fight Sean Woodson. After that win, there's a photo of you and you mentioned it on Instagram. What was your emotions going through at the end of that fight, man? Like you're finally back in the UFC, you get the win, but you said you put the blood, the sweat, the tears, everything into it, man. What are you feeling after you get that win? Man, all the emotions start to rush in. You know, you like, you know, when I'm in the fight in the second round, like you could start seeing that I was really feeling myself and enjoying it. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's, I was in that, like, kind of, like, I want to murder this kid kind of state of mind, but not, like, you know, only because I, like, I, I wasn't going to let this kid take this from me. Like, that was something, I don't care if UFC still cut me after it or they wouldn't let me in a fight or whatever the situation was. I was just not going to let this kid leave that cage with his hand raised without, you know, knocking me out or just, or killing me. You know, he's yeah. going to do something like that. And, and I was going to make it, the, I was going to make sure he left that cage knowing he was in a fight, win, lose, or draw it. Uh, so, for me, you know, after feeling myself, the emotions are high. And, uh, you know, I went from kind of like that, having a good time and enjoying it to once I won, you know, like all the emotions kind of hit me, you know, and it's not only me, it's everybody around me. It's my coaches, it's uh, my teammates, it's my family, my friends, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my teammates, you know, are coming off losses. You know, Joe Benavides is one of my teammates, Tim Elliott, Gina Mazzani, Gustavo Lopez, uh, a couple of those fights were short notice, and then Joe Benavidez fought for a title. So, you know, 
you're fighting the best in the world. So, you know, you're going to take losses. And he got headbutted in that fight. I think he – I mean, I think he was the one initiating the headbutt, but he got cut and it kind of bothered him. And then uh, Tim Elliott, you know, kind of outworked himself and got choked. But uh, And he was winning that fight up until then. But, you know, when you have a team and people are losing, you know, uh, we needed something like this. And it's like, you know, a lot of my teammates, you know, tell me, like, man, we're like, you won, but we all won. And so, yeah. like – and not only – and not only the – not only to just to get a win, to win the way I did, like that's how I train every day. If you come and watch me spar at Extreme Couture, or you watch me spar, or you watch me train, and you would see that that's how I am in the gym, and it and it translated really well this time into the cage. And a lot of my fights, you know, it sucks because a lot of people all they see is what you do in the cage. You know, they don't see the work that you do in the gym, and uh, like the odds makers, the guys talking crap, saying, you know, I was a lamb to get slaughtered against this kid. And, uh, but you know, they don't, they're not in the gym with me. They're not training. They don't understand what the situation is. And, you know, I do stuff like some people think I'm stupid and I'm crazy because of some of the things I do. I mean, I was during quarantine, we were getting one practice in, but you know, I was riding my bike 25 miles to go to that practice and 25 miles back. I was on my bike twice as long as the practice was just so I can get my weight down. And I had no prospect of getting in the UFC. I had nothing going on. I was just doing it to do it because, you know, I kind of enjoy the process of it all. And, uh, and so I was kind of just throwing myself into training really hard and, and doing things that uh, some people just were like, what are you doing, man? It's, it's <laughs> pandemic, you know? Like, And this was even before the UFC was announcing they were going to have fights. Like, yeah. I was just doing stuff just to do stuff. And they're like, man, like, everybody was taking, like, vac- it was, like, vacation for everybody. We're all getting unemployment, you know? We're just, everybody's, like, drinking, having a good time. And I, don't get me wrong, I was having my fair share of a good time. But once I heard that the UFC was coming back for short, like, you know, in, the, in Vegas and that there was going to need – they were going to need some uh, local guys. I, you know, I turned everything around and I was like, I don't care that I'm one of four, you know, I don't, I have one of the best managers around. I have some of the best coaches around. I was like, if I'm in the gym training hard, these guys are going to see that. And, and uh, whether it's other guys in the UFC or other managers or other coaches they are going to see that word's going to get around. Sean Shelby knows all these guys, knows all the, all the main coaches, knows all the, all the main managers. So if I'm in the gym beating some dudes up in the UFC, I'm like, dude, I don't know what, like what happened with Julian in the first couple of stints, but I tell you what, this kid's got it, man. And, uh, you know, I think I just had a kind of a bad luck and like kind of a bad, you know, bad taste in my mouth about the whole situation. Cause I was like, man, I just, all I really want to do is perform to my, uh, my capabilities. And I feel like Saturday was literally my entire 12 years into one fight and, uh, being able to not only, you know, just push the pressure on somebody that was, you know, just take his punches and keep coming forward and give him everything I had. And not only that, be able to finish him with such a slick darts choke, you know, and, and, and make it look so good the way it happened, you know, just, you know, everything kind of was overwhelming. And even now when I think about it, I, you know, I kind of get choked up thinking about it because it's just been such a long road and such a hard process, you know, and, you know, I've been doing this for such a long time and, you know, I, I'm an Uber driver here in Vegas. So like, you know, it's yeah. not like, you know, being a, you know, a full-time fighter, you know, it's like the, this is such a tough way to make a living, you know, yeah. so you really have to enjoy it. You really have to love it. You know, it's a hobby for me, you know, up until you get into the UFC and start making some, some, some real money you know, this is only a hobby. And so, uh, you know, when you sacrifice yourself for something that should is only for fun, you know, uh, you know, when you get something as big as uh, Saturday was to me, it just, uh, it makes up for it all, you know, and, and, uh, and it does nothing but just kind of solidify my thoughts that, you know, I should be in the UFC, you know, these guys were talking this kid up, you know, but uh, anyways, uh, you know, I just, it's just such a good feeling. It's almost like, uh, I don't have the words to describe exactly how it feels, but you know, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely awesome to have you on my show and, and so excited to see you back in the UFC, see you continue to, to fight in your career, man, and continue to kick some ass, man. I'm looking forward to your next one.
Oh man, I appreciate you having me on, dude. Uh, you know, it's 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 you guys that are you know putting the word out for me, and uh, you know, obviously after that win, people are already like you know everybody's coming out of the woodwork, but you guys <laughs> really are able to get you know the story out and have people really understand like you know where I'm coming from, and so I appreciate you and what you do. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks, thanks for watching the show today. I really appreciate it. Hey, if this show moved you or made an impact on you or inspired or motivated you, that's my goal. Please go leave us a review and a rating wherever you heard or watched this show. Leave a comment. I'll respond to all of the comments. I'm so grateful for you. Please go share this video as well. Thank you again for your time. Have a great day.